0: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here.
0: Welcome to the family, here on Purple Mafia. It is Wednesday, August the 7th, 2013. This is episode number 141 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. As your host, Dylan Richardson, (laughs) was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning there. Yes, sir, Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, Dylan Richardson also by the way <laughs> the executive producer of the sports stuffcom so always gotta thank him for making this all possible and I thank all of you out there for also making this possible by downloading and listening to this show. Thank you so very much once again. <clears throat> well, it's it's training camp time. We're going to we're going to talk position by position for the Minnesota Vikings. First though, we are going to get to your Facebook posts. Facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Then there's also Twitter.com forward slash rural mafia show or, well, at purple mafia show. Do give that a follow. Please do like purple mafia on Facebook. Again, mentioned Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Simply go there and click like and join them. Join the family. Yeah, so, but even before that, we're going to get to a call in, a lengthy call in. At the request of Sebastian Balls, one of the great, 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 great and loyal listeners of this show for, for, for quite a while now. You're going to hear a lot from him. He's uh, headed to the Navy, folks. Sebastian is headed to the Navy soon, so it's like all the respect in the world. Got to give him the floor here. It's going to be a very, very long call, so basically he's going to be kind of like a, a temporary host of the show here for about <laughs> nine minutes. Yeah, here we go. Sebastian, right out of the gate, you have the floor
1: Hey, Joey Sebastian. I am excited about this new year. I have been hearing all of these reports about how Christian Ponder this, Christian Ponder that, Christian Ponder sucks, Christian Ponder played amazing last year except for in the middle. Okay. Yes, he was good the first and last parts of last year. We could not stand him in the middle. My worry is, right now, he is not producing in training camp, as so I've heard. As he is missing passes to his, you know, just normal wide receivers like Rudolph. Like, how the hell do you miss Rudolph? I'm sorry, that's offensive to anybody, but I think anybody would agree. You should not be missing Rudolph whatsoever. Anyways. I am excited because I'm going to the first preseason game. I get to see Joe Weber, wide receiver. I get to see a possible starting McLeod Bethel Thompson by the end of the year, since we both know both of Castle and suck in the long run. My opinion only, but, you know, we'll see. Obviously, Castle was at once a starting quarterback in the NFL. We see how that worked out. It did not. And to be quite frank. Gerhardt is a decent running back who gets quite a few touches during the season. So it'll be nice to see him running the ball, going through those holes and trying to pull those through people. It'd be kinda of cool to see him against the uh, backup defense again. And maybe he can actually get, you know, twenty yards carry. That dot dot, doubtfully. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Joe a wide receiver would actually be an interesting mix. Maybe see him going down the field with uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson going long. Uh, Over-shooting him, obviously. He's got a hell of an arm. He needs to work on the accuracy. I love the club Bethel-Thompson to death. Always will. And as anybody else knows who's listened, I will stick by club Bethel-Thompson until the day I die. Only issue. Accuracy. Just like Ponder. Difference. He can throw it downfield and he's not afraid to. Ponder cannot. And, huge difference, he wasn't drafted, and Ponder was drafted in the first round. And I love McLeod Effelkasten, so we should definitely give him a shot. I haven't heard any, you know, thing about him in training camp right now. It's been Ponder and Castle, and mostly Ponder not doing well. Uh, lots of wide receiver battles this year. We get to see, uh, Adi Cole in preseason again. Hopefully he can make a name. Big enough for himself and maybe get a few snaps in the regular season because I'm sick of seeing my team. So, I don't know, Adi Cole, you know, if he can get a few picks and whatever, cool, cool, you know. I'd like to see him get some good tackles too. Yes, it's nice for the pick sixes. That is awesome. I'd love to see that. But if he can show that he can lead an offense and be developed with Bishop there and Henderson, you know, learn from them, um, which you can learn from Henderson, but at least Bishop. You know, I don't know. Let's, I know one thing we got to address here is this Percy Harvin thing in Seattle. It's obvious. You can't miss it. Percy Harvin, torn whatever, I don't care. Karma. What comes around goes around. He says he wants to leave after we treated him very well, helped him out with all his migraine stuff, and acted like a complete douche. My question is, how do you tear something in your hip at such a young age in training camp? I'm sorry, but you are embarrassing. You are truly injury prone if you get hurt in training camp. Like, this ain't the old days where we are hitting each other like no tomorrow. Yes, the Bengals are running the freaking whatever drill, and that's cool to watch, but we're not. Seattle's not. I saw maybe five clips of Percy, you know, doing these cut routes and catching the ball in the Seattle uniform or whatever. And then... They just cut to the Vikings clips because that's the only good plays he's made because he's injured already. That is embarrassing. Yes, he might be back in time for the Vikings game. That's cute. I doubt it. He'll probably break all of his toes while freaking trying to walk to the bathroom in the hospital. Oh, my God. I don't know. And then Sidney Rice is injured, too. Like, seriously? I know his isn't as bad, but really? Oh, I don't know. He has been pretty injury-prone, too. He was injured his rookie year, got injured Brett Favre's second year, came off the P.U.B. And if I'm right, he's kind of struggled with it. Kind of not. I don't know. I don't really follow the Minnesota Vikings West. That's kind of a lie. I don't know. Uh, It seems like Winfield's doing kind of okay. I don't know. I guess one thing that's nice though is I am going to the game and probably going to the home opener. I'm gonna to try to get to as many as I can before I go to the Navy. And I don't know. I'd like to thank you and because for everything because you've definitely been a great host, Joey, and it's been a great run with you these last few years. Being a great call in and you know I just loved every part of it you know, talking to everybody on the Facebook page, meeting everybody through that, and just all the discussions and the shows and listening to them. And still my favorite episode is still the one where we talked about, where you talked about Chester Taylor when he went to the Bears and how money greedy he was. That'll forever be my favorite episode because that's what's got me hooked to this show. Oh, that was such a great episode. But you still make great ones every single week. But that is the one I will forever remember because that's the one that you got me hooked onto the show with, with, all the cool sound effects and everything. And it's definitely been a great run. And hopefully, I can co-host the show at some point. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been fun. Thanks, Joey. I'll be listening.
0: Yeah, that's a that was a pretty easy gold star there. Um, I would be a complete well douche. Is, is a word you used for Percy there? I agree with that. But yeah, I would be a complete that if uh, I didn't give you the gold star after all that. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Um, very, very kind words. That yeah, uh, you, know, you know, it's it's touching to hear that as a co as a as a host of the show for now. Gosh, five and a half years. Five and a half years, guys ladies and gentlemen, that's a long time, that's a long time to be doing a show, and uh, you know, I've had some humble moments, had some exciting moments, ups and downs, microphones breaking on me, having to replace it with a not as good one, and then finally getting the, the good one replaced again, it's, uh, i all kinds of stuff happen, <laughs> numbers up and down, uh, in the early days, lots of, lots of real negative uh, reviews. By people that just have no idea what they're talking about. You know, stuff like that. That's going to happen anywhere. Luckily, that's seemingly vanished, I believe. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, but, no, to hear to hear what you had to say there, Sebastian, that, that meant a lot. It really did I, at the end there. Um, not going to be able to get to every single thing. I mean, that's partially, like, just kind of, that's why I figure he's kind of like a little bit of a co-host right there. Kind of let him speak his mind let the listeners absorb what he had to say, uh, the many things he had to say about the Vikings in general. But I will get to some of the, the highlights of the call, of course. I do have a lot uh, prepared for that. So, <laughs> you know, you got to write stuff down as you're listening, which is what I was doing there. Literally listening live on the spot, right? <laughs> here on, yeah, burning the midnight oil. Wow, yeah, I'm here on Wednesday the 7th already. Yep, 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 it's going to be the 8th before you know it. Oh, yeah, a lot to get to there. But again, yeah, thank you so much, Sebastian. Uh, The Chester Taylor, the Chester Taylor show. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I still have that archived on the computer, Sebastian. Let me know if you would like me to send you that show uh, via email or something. Um, I forget if I ever did. I thought I sent it to you so you could just kind of have it for your, you know, for yourself to listen to whenever you want. If, If not, I will send it to you especially you know yeah especially for you when you're off in the navy and such man i hopefully you're able to still listen and keep in touch and all that good stuff um hey man that i really really appreciate it and about co-hosting yeah man i uh, that would be that would be fun i remember earlier i was talking to him about possibly co-hosting and then just my schedule just blew up, went crazy, and then I got exhausted and didn't want to record for a while, it's just, ah, and then now, oh wow, it's training camp, okay, okay, let's, let's get back to the recording here, yeah, <laughs> sheesh, and then next thing, you know, oh, that's right, Sebastian's actually going to the Navy, so it's like, holy moly, <laughs> yeah, what's going on, oh man, and trust me, I'm still exhausted because my schedule really stinks, and it's been a real busy week and all that good stuff, but. Here I am doing the show. Enough about me, more about the show and about Sebastian. Uh yes. Yeah, no, co-hosting would be fun. It it would be. It's it's sometimes hard to do because both of us have to be, you know, available at that time. That's the hard part. Sometimes I'm available, maybe Sebastian isn't or vice versa, but you know, yeah, we got to do that at some point though. It would be a lot of fun. Um it really would be. Yeah. So yes, ponder The whole Ponder situation, Matt Castle and Christian Ponder, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think the long-term quarterback is on the roster, in my personal opinion. I'm sure a lot of people agree with that. Uh, We're going to get deeper into some of that positional stuff as I go through, because I'm, like, per every year, this is basically going to be called Trading Camp Special 2013. I mean, you know, it's an annual Trading Camp Special where I break down position by position. Uh what's going on. That's basically what training camp is all about. Breaking down position by position. Some of the draft, uh, a bit as well, the draft picks, which guys are going to possibly be an impact, which guys are not, which guys are surprising in the, uh, in the, um, in the training camp and which guys are just, you're just not hearing anything about. And that's not a good sign, you know, and that's going to happen when there's 90 guys that disappear. But, um, yeah, I might as well get to the non-Viking-related, former Viking-related part uh, about the call. absolutely love what you had to say there, Sebastian. That's very, uh... <laughs> that's very Gold Star material right there. Uh, ripping Percy and Sydney Rice. I... Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I can't agree more. I mean, it's... I mean, Sydney Rice, that guy can't even get on the field. Whatever. You know, it's just... Take your money and, and you know... Pissed off, basically. I might as well tell Sydney Rice. You know, seriously, we're happy for you. You had one good year with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, having his career year at age thirty nine forty. We're happy for you, Sydney Rice. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the <laughs> the trainer table. That's basically about it for old Sydney. We're happy for you, uh, Percy Harvin. You know what? Yeah, karma, all that good stuff. Whatever you believe in with karma and all that, whatever it is. What goes around comes around, and uh, though, but at the same time, it's not even a karma thing. It's just Percy being Percy. Percy's always hurt, and I've always said that. I- I've been saying that since the oh9 season when I was doing Purple Mafia that year too. Remember uh, in that the episode 58, which was my personal favorite, actually though, unfortunately, the circumstances of that show quite devastating. It was the end of a uh, what could have been a Super Bowl championship season, ending in a. Very, very tragic loss to this New Orleans Saints. Fill in your Yeah, if you can fill in the blanks and all that later, you know, on your own. You probably you know, listen to the show sometime. But um well, actually yeah, yeah, you can find it on the Purple Mafia archives as well on the dot com. Unfortunately iTunes only keeps twenty five episodes for whatever reason. Excuse me, sorry about this noise here. Damn chair. That's not good audio. I apologize everybody. Um but no, Percy Harvin. He's always been an up and down guy. There's one you know, when the whole migraine issue that finally went away, but then there's always something else. There's always something else. His attitude is just <laughs> Judd Zalgad couldn't couldn't put it better. It's like he's he's never gonna be happy as long as he lives. You know, no matter what team he's on, he's never gonna be happy. Judd Zolgad is obviously, you know, was obviously the Star Tribune writer for a while, so he would have a a clue about what Percy was all about. Now he's obviously AM 1500, a much better show than Paul Allen. Excuse me, unkaffing. Excuse me, don't, 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 don't print that, right? <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead and print it and plaster it on, plastered and splaster plaster it in front of Paul Allen's face for all I care. <laughs> okay, I'm such a jerk. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but, yeah, okay, we'll leave that alone. Um... Oh, it just goes all over the place, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, Percy Harvin, though. Yeah, he's he's hurt. He's out three to six months or whatever it is. Not three to six. It's like three to four months. Excuse me. Might be back in time for the Vikings game. Whatever. I hope they run him over. I, I don't. I, I don't know. The only guy on that team with Seattle that I like is Anton Winfield. My favorite defensive Minnesota Viking of all time. My favorite defensive player on the, for the Minnesota Vikings of all time is Anton Winfield. Always loved him. Uh, the day he came on this team, he was a major impact. He had a mediocre, it was a mediocre Mike Tice-led team that made the playoffs, and he was one of the MVPs of that team, if not the MVP of that team, for about three to four or five years or so. Then he started to kind of get uh, semi-injury semi prone. It was like every other year, the years he'd stay healthy, he'd be like, unbelievable. And the years he wouldn't stay healthy, he'd just be like, doggone it, get healthy, and he wouldn't get healthy. Like the whole Liz sprang in 2009, very bad timing for that to happen, actually. Uh, Winfield was great last year, but unfortunately his pay his uh, pay was very high. Um, he was really good last year. <laughs> oh. But his pay was very high for someone who's getting to be 36, 37 years old. And they weren't going to give it to him again, unfortunately. And he went to Seattle like every other Minnesota Viking in the last several years. Just like Green Bay Packers have been coming to Minnesota since the Darren Sharper, including the ultimate Packer, Brett Favre. Depends on how what you... That's an opinion now that Rodgers is getting better, but I can't stand the guy. He's the most arrogant dude in the league, by far. (laughs) Yeah, but anyhow. Mm. You just love McCloud Bethel Thompson, don't you, Sebastian? Hey, you know, he's one of those guys. It'd be nice if something happened. It'd be nice if the Vikings struck gold at the quarterback position. And, of course, we're going to get more into that when we get to the position-by-position position thing. That's why I'm not going to get hard and heavy into all the positions until I get to the actual part there. Got to get to the Facebook and stuff, too. Joe Webb at Ride Receiver, though, will just say quickly, he's yeah, he's off to a good start. He's off to a good start, and I'll talk about it later, where what I would think could be a nice role for him as well that I'm sure other people would agree with. I wish I mentioned it on the show earlier, and I'm kind of irritated because now... Other people have been saying it, and people will be thinking, oh, I'm just riding the coattails of other people. But I'm telling you, I've been saying this for a while about Joe Webb. And um, well, I'll say it now just in case I forget, because sometimes I might with all these positions. Just It's going to be a busy show here. Uh, Joe Webb should be a kick returner, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Webb could be a kick returner in this league. He's got a burst of speed. He's got those long strides. And kick returner, not punt returner, by the way. He's more of a kickoff guy. His his running style. uh very explosive in the open field. And in a kickoff situation, I can see Joe Webb being very, very, very dangerous. With without a doubt. He's got that explosive speed. He has an absolute explosion to his game. As long as he can catch the ball and uh do his thing out there, I think he could be a kick returner in this league. Uh of course Cordell Patterson, we're gonna be talking about him later. ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Cordell Patterson, yeah, oh ho oh, oh. ho, yeah, he he was definitely my guy going into the draft, and whew, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the ceiling is 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 pretty high right now with that guy. Oh, oh my God, the ceiling is high with young Cordell Patterson. <laughs> Fold your hands and pray. I hope I hope he reaches it because if he does, mm mm mm. All right, but then again, thank you so much, Sebastian. We will be continuing your call during the course of the show with the positions. Um, I'll try to do the best I can to stay sharp and alert with that. So thanks again so much, Sebastian, and obviously good luck with the Navy. And if if you can, whenever you can, never be afraid to call, never be afraid to post on the Facebook page. Sebastian, You are, you are the best. <laughs> Talk about a shout-out, huh? That's a long shout-out to Sebastian, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> well, Chris Carter, yay! He's going to the Hall of Fame. And uh, a lot of people are kind of... It took a long time, didn't it, for Chris Carter to get to the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, not going to the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, his speech was okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was just... You know, he he, he went through a lot growing up. Obviously, Chris Carter did. He uh, didn't have the the kind of upbringing you would like, you know, that you, would, you wouldn't be too happy with it if you were him. So, you know, that's a lot of why he may have a little bit of an attitude at times. Uh, uh, well, more power to him to overcome everything he went through over the course of time in his youth and in his time with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. All he does is catch touchdowns, and all he does is uh, catch 122 He may make 122 catches, which was a record at the time back in 94. Man, he uh, was a hell of a career for Chris Carter. The ultimate um, guy if you need a third down reception right now. Throw it to the sidelines. Catch. Tippy-toe, tippy-toe. First down, Minnesota. And Chris Carter was the ultimate first down machine. He truly was. And we really appreciate what he did over here in Minnesota don't appreciate the attitude oh so much. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet him in 1993 in the, uh, in my dad's hair salon, which he had at the time. No longer has it, of course. Uh, but, uh, way, way back in the day, you know, 93, I was, what, 14 back in 93, which is now I'm 34. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, I'm, I'm as old as Kobe Bryant practically here. But, um, couldn't he, he was a nice guy, uh, very nice. Had a showed a small, small hint of high maintenance, but like whatever. What what do you expect from from a professional athlete? It was right before, right before the guy had his one thousandth yard. I remember it was the next day, pretty much. He uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, he had just eclipsed a thousand yards for the first time in his career ever back in '93. They beat the uh, Washington Redskins, snuck into the postseason. And then was named to the Pro Bowl literally the day after, (laughs) literally the day after uh, I met Chris Carter at my dad's salon. He was having his nails done, which is kind of interesting. But um, he was a pretty nice guy. He was humble. He was saying, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You know, that I got his autograph. It's like, uh, I'm no star. I'm not this. I'm not that. And the next day he was named to his first Pro Bowl. So that's an interesting story right there. He even asked about me because he came back the next week. He said, where's that skinny kid? Because I was very, very skinny back in those days. Back in my early teens. I was a skinny guy. <laughs> uh, it was nice of him to ask for, uh, ask about me, though. It was kind of cool. He wanted to see me again, kind of, at the time. <laughs> nice guy. Very, very big guy, of course, like anybody in the NFL is. Even though he's a receiver, not a lineman or anything. But, um... He was humble then, but he kind of developed an attitude over the years. Uh, whatever, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. There's stories that people say in and out about how he was rude to this person, rude to that person, uh, brushed people off. But I'm sure a lot of professional athletes do that type of nonsense. And it's just, it comes with the territory. I mean, that that's the name of the game. You want to push and shove for an autograph, that's the name of the game, folks. You're not, going to get the, you're not going to get the star treatment every time you pursue a star. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that was part of the Facebook page here. As I mentioned, facebook.com forward slash show. Oh, okay, I can stop saying that now. Uh, by the way, the call-in line, which I didn't even mention, is 209-736-7877. Nice to be organized, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is the Purple Mafia Show. Thank you. Again, do call in, talk, enjoy it. Say, hey, Joey, or, hmm, I'm calling for Purple Mafia. This is Malcolm from Oakview, California. Yep, (laughs) we'll hear from him here. We'll hear from him very shortly. Mark from Iowa. We'll hear from those guys very shortly here on the Facebook page. In fact, right away, we're going to hear from Mark, uh, Usually, at least one or two people respond in the thread when I say that, hey, here it is. Episode 140, Catching Up, is now available on iTunes for Apple and Double Twist and all that good stuff. Mark Carlson saying, I am catching up today. Woohoo. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mark. Very, very much appreciated. Mark from Iowa, Mark Carlson. Do appreciate that. So now we'll get into the general posts by others because there are no replies to anything I posted recently. <laughs> It's been a uh, yeah, it's been a uh, it's a few things here We've got Winnipeg, is this Mark Carlson talking about yeah he was in Winnipeg, Mark Carlson was checking in here it is, yep, checking in from Winnipeg, Manitoba, getting my football effects. We have tickets to tonight's blue bomber game. We toured the new stadium this morning, and I have to say I am totally in awe. hope the new Vikings home turns out as nice as this one did. It's a shame Minnesota had to debate the issue for such a long time. Go Vikings. Uh, it well, it looks cool. Uh, Winnipeg, man. Winni- Winnipeg, just a little north of Minnesota and north of North Dakota a little bit more so. They finally got a hockey team again, the Winnipeg Jets, so I hate that logo, <laughs> which I've talked about extensively on Brave the Wild. I really, really like the old Winnipeg Jets logo to all your hockey fans out there. Highly prefer the new one. Highly prefer the old one over the new one. Pardon me. Um, the Blue Bombers, though. Hmm. Yeah, yes. that must have been kind of cool. You must really like football, Mark. <laughs> CFL there. He's saying, I have never been to such a smooth running event in a stadium that was so event friendly. And by that, I mean that all the vendors are on the concourse level and in clear view of the field. No walls. Amazing open view. Cool! Wow! Well done, Winnipeg. Good job. I got it like that. <laughs> cool. I hope you had a good time there, Mark. I'm, it sounds like you. Sounds like you truly did. Malcolm McSween from Oakview. He says, Oakview, California. That is. He says, Hey Joey, listen to episode one forty. Man, how oh, I missed the podcast, and I can't wait for the season. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> just thought a new. Vi- uh, just brought a new Viking fan into the world on March 26th. Baby, Adelise Mary McSween. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, Adelise Mary McSween. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and, uh, yep, hope you like the Vikings someday. Yes, over there in Cali. Thank you so much, Malcolm. Always love what you have to say. And he posts another picture of Adrian Peterson in a Vikings practice jersey. Yep, you got that new font. With the numbers in the Minnesota Vikings, I like, I like the new look. It's not like, oh my god, groundbreaking, but it's it's nice. It is nice. I prefer the new Vikings uh, uniforms over the recent ones. We'll say they're not. I'm not going to call them old. I think these actually look a little bit more old school than the recent ones, and um, I don't have a complaint. They, they kind of have an '80s feel to them, I guess. And I'm I've always been an '80s fan. If you haven't noticed, I like '80s everything pretty much. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> a lot better than modern everything, except for except for cell phones, I suppose, and stadiums. Yeah, some of the stadiums in the '80s are pretty lousy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of l- lousy stadiums in the '80s, <laughs> the Metrodome. Can you believe it, folks? This is it. This is it, folks. We're talking six months, six and a half months to go, and that's it. We're talking February first. The the wrecking ball, the wrecking crew begins. It will not be demolished via explosives that I that I that I know of. It'll be demolished just the old-fashioned way, ripped apart, bashed, and and smashed. Um, we're gonna definitely have an ode to the Metrodome sometime around then. It's uh, man, you know, <laughs> being born in nineteen seventy-nine. Metrodome was born in 1982. It's like that's pretty much the only, yeah. It is pretty much the only stadium I knew. I didn't. I wasn't old enough to remember the Met. It was still hanging around, and then I believe I did see it as a as a ruin uh, in the very early in the early '80s at one point because it was it hung around till '85 when they de- when they demolished it. Huh. Yeah. I never really. Yeah. I never went to an event at the Met. Too young. So mm, Metrodome. Yeah. That's a. That's a. Big chapter in my life. So love it or hate it, it's it it is what it is. And who can forget Kirby Puckett? I mean, the ultimate (laughs) treasure from that stadium will forever be the gold chair where the Kirby Puckett's Game Six home run landed. There's no doubt about it. I wish the Minnesota Vikings could have won an NFC title game there, but uh, well, we're gonna leave that alone. Thanks again, guys, for posting on the Facebook page. Don't forget to come and click like or follow the Twitter. Yeah, you get the idea. So with that, we are going <laughs> to take a quick break with a with a song from Jerry Hicks, of course, which is, uh, you know, the same one I played, but I got to mention it's Jerry Hicks. Thanks always for making that song. And, uh, of course, then we will get to our feature presentation, position by position. Hmm for the Minnesota Vikings in the training camp. So we'll be right back, right after this. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, em. Fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. Skull Vikings, let's go! we are back on Purple Mafia episode number 141. which is a reminder for all iPod users. Thank you again for downloading <laughs> iPods. You got Android phones as well. Don't forget, if you have an Android device, not an Apple device, there's Double Twist. And of course, on Windows phones, all you have to do is search in the Windows Store for Purple Mafia and you will find it. Also, don't be afraid to check out Timberwolf's Explosion or Brave the Wild on iTunes, Double Twist and Windows phones. There are the other two podcasts they do. Timberwolves Wild. Yeah, we get the idea, right? Timberwolves Explosion. Rave the Wild. Also, I mentioned about Jerry Hicks. Yeah, of course, the Viking song is Jerry Hicks. The second song was uh, not made by Jerry Hicks. No. (laughs) But, yeah. Just letting you know. That's, of course, a remix of uh, Shadow Man from Mega Man 3. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. Mega Man 3, Capcom, 1990. Yes. Yes, the NES, yes, yes. Not this Xbox three sixty or PS four or Wii or ah whatever. Yeah. NES, ladies and gentlemen. NES. Google it. Google it. Yes. <laughs> and play it. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, we'll start with centers. It's the simplest thing in the world. John Sullivan or Camden Wins, Well, John Sullivan, yes, obviously. Uh, One of the best centers in football. The Minnesota Vikings did it again (laughs) over the course of time. Uh, It's just, it's funny, you know. Mm, We had this nice center named Jeff Christie who was very solid. We draft a center, or we draft a lineman in 98 in the sixth round. Haven't seen renamed named Matt Burke. Winds up being a starting center and a Pro Bowl center for the Minnesota Vikings over the course of time. Wound up going to Baltimore later. Got a ring last year. Now is retired, but... Sixth round pick, Uh, When I remember when Burke was starting to get older, we drafted a center named John Sullivan in the sixth round. And look at him, he's a Pro Bowl center. So the Vikings, uh, very nice history, late rounds, picking up centers. John Sullivan, absolutely one of those. Again, he is in the ring of of fame for centers with the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings have had a very strong history at that position. It's been uh, very nice indeed. Mick Tinglehoff, guys like that, it's been great. Keep it up, Minnesota. <laughs> Keep it up, indeed. Uh, Camden wins. We'll see. Don't know if he'll be on the team or not. He's a rookie from North Carolina State. Probably probably won't make it, but who knows. Uh, so we're going to stick on the offensive side. Uh, actually, no. We'll start with offense. Now we're going to go to defense, and we'll close with offense. How about that? Let's just do it that way. We'll just start with center because it's so simple. Um, let's uh, start with the defensive line and move out. That's the best way to do it, right? Defensive line, linebackers, and then secondary. Yeah, yes. Well, of course, you got Kevin Williams, possibly in his final year. We'll see how that goes. Defensive tackle, of course, likely will be starting. Latroy Guyon, uh probably will be starting. I'm guessing Latroy Guyon, number 98, of course, out of Florida State. Another one of those guys. He's been uh, he's better as a he is better as a backup than a starter. We'll see what happens to that over the course of his career. Yeah, he had an okay year last year, in and out. You have other guys like Christian Ballard who's fighting for a spot, of course. Ah well, he's been on the team. He's been okay over the years. Fred Evans has been much better. More of a run stopping tackle. Very, very good player. I wouldn't be surprised actually if he started this year. We'll see what happens. Of course, the rookie, Sheree Floyd. Everybody very excited. But, of course, the coaches continue to insist he will not, will not play alongside Kevin Williams. He will play behind Kevin Williams. Again, will Kevin Williams be in his final year with the Vikings? We shall see. He sounds very excited, ready to rock and roll. He he really is excited. And um, I don't blame him. You get Everett Dawkins. Everett Dawkins. Yes, he, he was a... <laughs> He was the final pick for the Minnesota Vikings this year, round 7, 23rd pick, 229th overall. He is a Florida Seminole. And uh well, he's he's a he's doing okay from what I know. Haven't heard all too much about him in training camp, but generally the Vikings keep these late picks. Um we'll see though. Somebody somebody who's a fairly known guy isn't going to make it. We'll see. Will it be Ballard? Will it be I don't know. Will it be Guyan? Who knows? I mean, Guyan's been good. A uh, guy, uh, uh, other players: Anthony McLeod, Chase Baker, K- Uku Collins. Collins Uku. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with those guys. But you know, Collins is a defensive end. I doubt he's really on the Vikings' radar at this point. There's obviously, uh, yeah, there's obviously going to be a lot of guys that are going to be cut. A lot of known, a lot of guys that are just kind of here hoping for some type of uh, uh, practice squad deal as we quickly slide over to defensive end. Of course, you have Jared Allen, obviously going to start. He's also in the final year of his contract, and will it be his final year with the Minnesota Vikings? We shall see. You have a nice emerging player, and Everson Griffin already getting into his fourth year in the league. Can you believe that? Fourth year in the league, Everson Griffin. He's looking really good so far. Really, really darn good for the Minnesota Vikings. So far, you had a free agent signing in Lawrence Jackson. We'll see. He's from the same school as Everson Griffin, two years older, out of USC, University of Southern Cal. Great school, of course, at the time. <laughs> at the time, yeah. Um, we'll see. We've seen guys that we've signed from division rivals come in here and they don't make the team, ultimately, even though they're veterans in the league. Uh well, we'll just have to see what happens there DeAndre Reed, once upon a time looked on as a solid player, he's going to be fighting for a spot. Brian Robinson of course will most likely start at the other defensive end spot, left defensive end of course. Uh we'll we'll see what happens though. We'll see what happens. Jared Allen, um obviously he's starting, but I mean, Everson Griffin, will he get a chance to start over Brian Robinson, maybe. Everson Griffin, uh, he's a versatile player, of course, but he's more or less, he's, he's at his best, a defensive end, and he continues to develop in this league, and we've been very happy with how things have been going. George Johnson, well, nah, not sure what's going to happen there. As I mentioned, Collins Oko, again, a dark horse. Nobody really knows much about those two guys. We'll see if they make the team. I doubt it, highly doubt it. Honestly, (laughs) so now we switch over to linebacker, Desmond Bishop, he's hurt, Desmond Bishop is hurt, he's not been playing, this is going to be probably the most interesting area in training camp, obviously by far, it's going to be the most interesting spot, uh, part of training camp, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Desmond Bishop, so a lot of people thought he was going to be the uh, starting middle linebacker, and that yeah, Aaron Henderson's going to move back to the outside, not yet not so fast Aaron Henderson has looked extremely good so far in camp and he's showing leadership now instead of just being one of the starting linebackers he's like a leader now among the linebackers he's doing very very well Aaron Henderson just might just might it's like don't quote me right but just might end up being the better Henderson when their two careers are when when his career is done versus his brother who was a long-time middle linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings and the leader of the linebackers. Of course, both of them out of Maryland. Aaron Henderson is significantly younger. Aaron Henderson, it's just, he's one of those crazy underdogs that continues to surprise people. He does. Adi Cole, Sebastian. See, like I said, I'd be mentioning, and be throwing in the, his takes on the call here and there. Adi Cole, very happy about him so far. You, you're you're very happy with him, Sebastian. Of course, him coming into his second year Another one of those those late picks. And the Vikings had had at least one of those in Michael Motti as well. Uh, Adi Cole's doing okay, but of course not a guarantee. You never know. Special teams is more likely his area, but who knows what's going to happen. Hoping for the best there. Desmond Bishop again, hoping for the best. Who knows what's going to happen with him. He's hurt, and that's not good. That's not good. Chad Greenway, the most established out of all the Vikings linebackers. I'm not as big a fan of his as other people, but he's still a valuable entity. Don't like his price tag, um, but, well, he had a really good year last year. I can't deny that. Larry Dean has been an ace on the special teams over the course of time. Very happy with him in that area. Of course, Cole was pretty good on special teams also last year. Uh, Larry Dean, though, no, yeah, more v- probably will make the team. We'll see. You just never know. Uh, Somebody's going to get cut here. Marvin Mitchell. One of those two is probably... Adi Cole, Larry Dean, and Marvin Mitchell. One of those three is going to get cut. Uh, Stanford Kegler probably... Well, well, we'll we'll see what's going to happen. I shouldn't say probably. I don't know. <laughs> Vikings continue to bring in guys at linebacker that have been veterans. I don't know. Somebody Somebody who's been a veteran in this league, like Kegler has been, one of those guys is going to get cut most likely. Michael Mottie has been turning heads out of Penn State. Uh, Gerald Hodges, a lot of people like him. He's almost a lock. He's pretty much a lock for the team. Fourth round pick out of Penn State. Gerald Hodges, everybody everybody likes him. He. Uh, some people even thought he might have had an outside chance of being a starter before the Vikings brought in Desmond Bishop and uh, Bishop's out. And, uh, well, the, if, if Aaron Henderson's going to be the starting middle linebacker, you're going to need an outside guy if Bishop's not going to be available. Who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Adi Cole? Is it going to be Michael Motti? Is it going to be Gerald Hodges? Hodges? Who, Who knows? Hodges, a lot of people really like him. But Michael Motti, a guy who, if he did not have three, that's right, three ACLs in college with Penn State, of course. Penn State, Hodges, and Motti, Michael Motti. Uh, Motti, a really, really talented player. Unfortunately, again, as I mentioned, the has really slowed him down and made him a 7th round pick for the Vikings. But he's off to a really, really good start, according to all reports coming out of camp. Very impressed with him so far. Uh, probably he's going to make the team. I gotta think so. I don't think there's any doubt there. So now we move quickly over to cornerback. It's going to be all over the place. Oh, whew, my head's spinning thinking about this. Mm. it's all over the place. Roderick Williams, I don't know, probably not going to make it out of Elkhorn State. Who knows, Marcus Sherrill's special teams ace, uh, not so good cornerback out of Minnesota, out of all places. <laughs> He'll probably make it, but he's, uh, you know, he might get he might get knocked out by somebody. Who, who knows? Because if, if Joe Webb is a good enough kick returner and Marcus Sherrill just can't stop anybody and all that good stuff, who knows? But, of course, the loss of Anton Winfield made an opening in there somewhere. Of course, Xavier Rhodes ultimately will have the, the opening. Though, unfortunately, Josh Robinson is probably going to be that slot uh, corner, which doesn't necessarily fit his makeup in this league. Marcus Sherrill's even less. He's actually 20 pounds lighter than Josh Robinson. So, of course not. Of course not Marcus Sheryls. He's tiny. He's not going to fit that. Roderick, Roderick uh, Williams, same thing. Very small. Very small guy. 5'10", 180. Marcus Sheryl's 5'10", 175. That's pretty small. Uh, Greg McCoy, I doubt it. But you never know. Jacob Lacey. He's, five, he's got five years in this league does Jacob Lacey. So it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out there. Uh, Bobby Felder also has had a strong... Not as strong, but he's he's been in the league over the course of time. Lacey, of course, played with Detroit. I do remember that now. <laughs> it's like yeah, he was on Detroit. He was on Indianapolis as well in the past. He's gotten six career interceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team. Actually, I wouldn't, and we'll see. Though it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to say in the long in the long run. But he's got a chance. He's got a chance. <laughs> uh, Brandon Burton. Well, he's he's kind of he's kind of in there. He's a kind of a semi-dark horse. Bobby Felder was intriguing last year. AJ Jefferson. Some people like him. Some people don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where things line up here. But uh, Chris Cook most likely will be starting along with Xavier Rhodes. Of course, Xavier Rhodes is, he's he, he's amazing. Everybody loves him. Great pick by the Vikings, twenty fifth overall. People are just people are very excited about Xavier Rhodes. Though he, you know, he's going to make mistakes early on, and they've been saying that. He makes some mistakes, but in the grand scheme of things, he's clearly the cream of the crop with the Vikings cornerback situation at this point in time. But yeah, Bobby Felder was a nice little surprise last year. We'll see. We'll see if that lives on into this year. Ultimately, the nickelback is Josh Robinson, without a doubt. That's yeah, He's going to most likely be the nickelback. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if something changes. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But as of now, that's probably the guy. Lacey is okay, though, with Detroit. But sometimes those veterans get cut because, well, we, we're intrigued by this other guy because he's really turning heads. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Brandon Burton, similar situation. One of, these, one of the guys is not going to make it, unfortunately. That's just the way it goes. Of course, Chris Cook is not going to be that guy. Everybody knows Chris Cook is going to make the team. Burton probably will be because he was good on special teams. AJ Jefferson is a wild card. Didn't exactly turn heads last year, but some people like him. Some people do. Marcus Sherrill's uh, Yeah, somebody's gonna get cut. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna get cut out of some one. One of those guys a familiar name. Is gonna get cut. Poor Greg McCoy probably not gonna make it though. <laughs> probably not. Uh, clearly the least known out of the group there, yes, actually no, Roderick Williams is even less known, he has almost no chance of making it, sorry to say that, but facts (laughs) facts are facts, safeties oh my goodness, look at all these safeties yeah, none of them are going to make the team, (laughs) no, Robert Blanton yeah, he's going to make it, of course but injuries plagued the season last year, nothing happened, Darius Eubanks, no chance probably, who knows, but very doubtful Brandon Bishop, I don't know, maybe, well, actually, yeah, he should, because, (laughs) Brandon Bishop, people, I mean, people have heard of him, some people have, not many others, we'll see what happens, he's one of those uh, free agent signings, Uh, I I doubt he'll make it, you got Jamarcus Sanford, uh, who got a lot better last year, a lot of people like Andrew Sandejo, Harrison Smith obviously is a guarantee. He's the best safety out of the group. He's a veteran. Mistral Raymond that might be the guy that gets cut. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all. He's not been impressive over the course of the last few years. He's you know a lot of people loved him coming into this first training camp. People were like, "Oh my God, I love him," and that's why he's been on the team ever since. But. Mm, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if he got uh, cut because of someone else. Anderson Dejo, nice special teams player and occasional uh, fill-in. Mr. Raymond, uh, well, we'll see. Maybe he outworks people and ends up being really good. I mean, I thought Jamarcus Sanford was on his way out last year, and he ended up making the team. There, I mean, he ended up starting, actually. I, excuse me. Was excellent last year. Jamarcus Sanford was excellent. Deflected passes, forced fumbles, Great season by him. Robert Blanton has got something to prove, because he missed a lot of time last year with injury. In fact, he pretty much was a non-factor. So, sophomore year, Robert Blanton. Step it up. <laughs> yes, yeah, step it up, or you're out of here. Unfortunately, for his sake. So that covers the defense, except for the punters. Well, it's it's Locke's job. It is Locke's. He's locked in. Ooh, that was a good one. Jeff Locke is the punter. Uh, and uh old Chris Cluey is an Oakland Raider. Oh yeah, he's an Oakland Raider. He's he's uh yeah, whatever. Jeff locks the punter. That's the uh, final defensive position, I guess you could say cuz that it is a defensive player in the long in the grand scheme of things. Scheme of things. So now I move on to the offensive line. We're going to move out from there. And we'll probably close things with either cornerback, quarterback or receiver. Haven't decided yet. No <laughs> I'll just go as I go here. It's just, it doesn't really matter what order it is in the grand scheme of things. In fact, no, I'm going to do receiver last. That's probably one of the more in, intriguing spots. So we'll save that for last. You got the guards. You got Jeff Baca, come, Jeff Baca and Travis Bond coming out of the draft. Uh, people like Seth Olson, out of Iowa. He's a four-year veteran, of course, in this league. Uh, so far, though, Seth Olson has been playing fairly well. He played with Indianapolis and Denver. In his previous th- couple of years in the league, he missed 2010 with injury. Uh, he's not done much in the league overall yet, but some people saying he has had a nice camp, Seth Olsen. But he remains a uh, <laughs> he definitely remains a dark horse for a guard spot. Jeff Baca, I gotta think probably generally when the Vikings take a guy in the draft, sixth round, even seventh round. The Vikings tend to at least give him one year. Either, I mean, he, he might end up having to go to the practice squad depending on the situation, depending on who they got to keep, who they got to, you know, what position they got to keep more players in than, than others. We'll see. But um, uh, generally, they tend to keep the guys at least for a year or two, like the Ballards and such. Yeah, there's another guy that's going to be. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things go here, though with some of these young men. Oh, by the way, the long slap snapper is Cullen loafer It's his job, and that's the end of that, so i got to mention that as well. <laughs> uh, Travis Bond, Jeff Baca, yeah, they're draft picks. They're raw, they're new, and they're probably going to be uh, not going to play too much. And one of them might get cut, maybe. They're both guards, of course. Maybe, but the but Vikings always like to have depth on the offensive line. And um, those light picks, sometimes they work out. Sometimes they do. And obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Matt Burke was actually not taken as a center. So, and look what he did. He had a really nice career in this league. We shall see what happens there. Those late picks sometimes work out very, very well. Those are like the actual just, just guards. You got Joe Berger Berger, excuse me, who's been in the league for a while now and he's kind of like a he's kind of a utility lineman. Very likely will make the team. Brandon Fusco still's been penciled in <laughs> as the right guard. Yes, he has. Of course, yeah, he's still been penciled in as the starting right guard. It's his job to lose at this point in time. You got other guys, Tyler Holmes and Troy Krupog, who are probably not going to make it. We'll see what happens right there. Tyron McKenzie was also another linebacker that I didn't mention earlier. He's another one of those wild card guys. Uh, he's been in the league. He's a veteran, but eh, we'll see what happens with that. Somebody's going to get cut. Some familiar name is going to have to get cut because it depends on who gets kept and who doesn't, I guess, and how many quarterbacks you're going to keep, how many receivers they're going to keep, blah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, yeah, excuse me, that made me yeah, cough there. Matt Khalil, already one of the best offensive tackles, one of the best right tackles in all of football. We already know that. Of course, he's going to, yeah, he's that guy. Charlie Johnson, a great left guard. So, yep, Charlie Johnson has been a nice guard indeed for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, he's no longer the left tackle, he's the guard. And thank goodness for that. He's been a very good guard. That's Charlie Johnson. <laughs> Not a tackle. He's a guard. And uh, there you go. Phil Loldholt, Signed, sealed, delivered, all that good stuff. He's the right tackle. Or, excuse me. Yeah, he's the right tackle. And uh, we'll see what happens there. He had a solid year last year. He did. And hopefully he can continue to develop in that area. Really no major exciting battles going on at the line. Other than possibly right guard with, uh, Brandon Fusco. We'll see if somebody can beat him out uh, for the starting position, but Fusco will very likely be on the team in the grand scheme of things. That's <laughs> just how it goes there. You got, yep, yeah, you got Brandon Keith. DeMarcus Love, that's the guy who got in trouble recently, unfortunately for him, so he may be on his way out. Maybe, unfortunately. DeMarcus Love banned for for four, four games for uh, PEDs. That's unfortunate. Uh, Kevin Murphy, again, another long shot out of Harvard. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's like, yeah, 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 we'll see. <laughs> a lot of these offensive linemen, I mean, it's pretty safe. A lot of guys are pretty safe. Another position where uh, another position. Another where a lot of guys are pretty safe, obviously Kyle is tight end. Kyle Rudolph is the stud of, of tight ends right now. And then you got John Carlson, who a lot of people expect to have a solid rebound season. He better. Rhett Ellison, a lot of ways Could be a potential Jimmy Klein saucer replacement. Wasn't really visible last year. So we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Wasn't nearly as visible as some people thought. So uh, I got to think we're going to see some more of Rhett Ellison. John Carlson did such a good job blocking last year instead of catching the ball. So you didn't really hear much about, you didn't really hear Rhett Ellison's name. Kyle Rudolph in a lot of ways was the number one target of quarterback Christian Ponder all year and for good reason, the guy's a stud, the guy is a Pro Bowl tight end in this league, and there is no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen, running backs, well, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to see, who's going to, who's going to win that starting job, you got Matt Asiata and Toby Gerhardt gunning for that starting job, because, you know, this Adrian guy's getting kind of, yeah, you know, he, I don't know, he's getting kind of old, and, um. I, I don't know if he's going to make the team. Okay, I'm just kidding. The league MVP, we already know who that is. Adrian Peterson. We Yeah, he is what he is. Why No introduction necessary. <laughs> Would like to get 2,500 yards. Set that as a goal. Not necessarily bragging and saying, I'm going to get it. But <laughs> I hope he does for his sake. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Toby Gerhardt, he's good in short yard situations. Obviously, he's going to be here. Uh, he is what he is. Uh, really, the battle is for the third running back position, and will there be a third running back this year? Uh, usually, I gotta think it's a good idea to keep one, or at minimum, bet Jerry minimum have one on the practice squad, which obviously they would do if they don't keep uh, three running backs. I gotta think uh, versus Joe Baynard, uh, Ra- Bradley Randall, and Jerodis Williams. I gotta think right now, Matt Asiata is the favorite. He's nothing special, but as of right now, he's got to be, right? If I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. Fill me in, guys. Fill me in and forgive me if I am. But right now, i got to think it's still Matt Asiata at this point. None of those guys really stand out. But, hey, after a few preseason games, we'll find out. And I'll be back here behind the mic and I'll give you a better opinion on them because I have not seen them play yet, okay? I'm not a huge college football guy. I couldn't tell you who these un- undrafted free agents are. I can't tell you because they weren't drafted, <laughs> so I'm not a giant college football guy, college football, you know, mm. and it is not always my favorite sport to watch, in fact, no, I'd rather any day pick NFL football over college football, but uh, running back, obviously a very safe spot at one and two, in Adrian, of course, and Toby Gerhardt, who's kind of a fullback, Speaking of fullbacks, we had a Pro Bowl fullback last year. He was absolutely a part of Adrian's awesome season. Oh, what a a year he had. Mr. Jerome Felton. Awesome. He's going against Zach Lyon, and uh, Jerome Felton's going to win that job without a doubt. There's no doubt he's a stud, but you always got to have some type of competition. Maybe Zach Lyon makes some type of impression, gets on a practice, gets on our practice squad or someone else's, but uh, good luck to him there. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things go there. Every now and then, yeah. See, some of these guys that that get cut are going to wind up on the practice squad, obviously, and maybe over the course of time develop into somewhat of a threat. That happened with Marcus Sherelds. Remember, he got sent to the practice squad. I remember being like, "Oh, he 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 survived. Cool, he survived. He didn't get he didn't get completely cut." And now, the last couple of years, he's been on the team and has been a fairly valuable uh, special teams guy. So. We'll see what happens we shall see how that goes so we go from running backs to fullbacks and all that good stuff tight ends offensive line (sighs) well the kicker there's only one kicker there's no competition Blair Walsh is a stud and he's coming back for a second year hopefully there's no sophomore slump come on Blair be who you were last year and we've got we've got ourselves a wonderful wonderful kicker for many many years Keep it up Blair Walsh. That's all I got to say there. I mean, that's all there is to say. (laughs) That leaves us with the two most exciting spots on the roster outside of the linebacker position. Two most exciting spots on the entire roster. Might as well go to quarterback. Might as well. Sebastian doesn't like either one. A lot of people don't like either one. (laughs) That being Ponder and Matt Castle. Sebastian likes Bethel Thompson. I like him too but I got to see more. I got to see a lot more. In fact, he's 25 already, which is a bit surprising to me, but I'm um, okay. <laughs> Matt Castle just might be the Band-Aid quarterback for this team of the of the not-so-distant future. <laughs> he just might be. It all depends on Ponder. I mean, obviously, Ponder, currently the starter. Castle, currently the backup. But a lot of people do see that Castle as that insurance quarterback. In case Ponder's an absolute disaster, and Matt Castle would just kind of have to take over the reins for the time being until the Vikings draft a better uh, long-term quarterback. Is it McCloud Bethel Thompson again? I gotta tell you, man, Sebastian and, and many others. I gotta see more than I saw. Uh, does he have skill? Sure, sure. We'll see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I uh, James Vanderburg, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's just here right now from Iowa. Wasn't very good in Iowa. And a lot of the, and then the two Iowa guys. <laughs> there, there are other Iowa guys, I believe, that are on the Pro Mafia page. But the two very big name ones, Mark Carlson, Dave Hickey. Neither one of them like James Vanderburg. So, well, sorry, Vandy, but you're probably not going to make it. <laughs> but maybe, who knows? Maybe he's the shock of the year. Not everybody liked Brett Favre coming out of college, did he? But, okay, we could we could use that until the cows come home. You know, there's only like one of a million of those that actually turn into something in this league. Will McLeod be one of those? Not yet. Not yet. He's going to have to prove it. He, you know. Ah, that pick six I saw him throw last year in preseason was just like, okay, well, I thought he was good, but... <laughs> <sighs> Matt Castle just might be that by need. But Christian, man, Christian, not looking good and not looking so hot in training camp. Matt Castle not looking so hot in training camp. Woohoo! <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Uh, not too, not too exciting, is it?
1: Uh,
0: if only Christian Ponder could truly take that step up and become a legit starting quarterback in this league. Be- because if he does, this is going to be a very good team for a long time. If he does, it will be because. <laughs> The wide receivers this team now has, especially the younger one, the young the youngest one that's oh my goodness, it's you know, the tight end, Kyle Rudolph guys like that, oh my, you know, this could be an excellent football team for quite a while, provided Adrian lasts longer than some other running backs have over the years mm, Christian Ponder, I mean it it'd be so nice if he could develop into something I mean. <laughs> Adrian Peterson right now, i got to think, he is crossing his fingers, folding his hands, please, please, Christian, please, Christian, dev- please develop, please develop into something. Please tell me that he, you're better than, than, than what we've seen so far. Because if he isn't, he's not a long-term quarterback in this league, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But he did show signs last year, late in the season, that he actually can throw a deep ball and be accurate, One, you know, there, the, oh, there is a possibility. Can he do it consistently is the biggest question. And that remains just that, a question. Wide receivers. We close with a very exciting position now. A position that last year we went to and, uh, you know, <laughs> we went to and kind of closed our eyes. Lamarck Brown, a popular guy. Minnesota State Mankato, does he got a chance to make it? Maybe. Actually, no, it's Adam Thielen, but, <laughs> yeah, it's Adam Thielen's the popular one. Excuse me. I'm going crazy here. Uh, Adam Thielen, does he have a chance to make it? Uh, he's gonna have, it's a steep hill to climb. Uh, Chris Summers, very unlikely. Rodney Smith, very unlikely. Um, hmm, yeah, Stephen Burton is, the, like, pretty much the fifth guy right now. He's he's not bad though. I like Stephen Burton, and the Vikings like Stephen Burton. but he's kind of the he's that guy that needs to get beaten out by somebody by an Adam Thielen possibly or a Joe Webb or whatever. But right now, obviously, you got Greg Jennings as the number one guy, and uh, there's no doubt about that. Greg Jennings is that guy coming I mean, in. He's kind of become more of a he's more of a diva than he seemed to than he seemed to be. Uh, but he didn't really come off of that as that in Green Bay. And his press conference he seemed to like be like a really good Christian guy and all that stuff, but eh, so was Chris Carter, right? And, well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Eric Highsmith, I'll mention your name now, Mr. Eric there. Yeah, again, another very unlikely dark horse. But, as always, you never truly know until they go out and play and all that good stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Greg Jennings, number one receiver on the Minnesota Vikings. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, what what are we going to see? We're going to see a good player. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And hopefully Christian Ponder can get him the ball. See, that's the other thing. Christian Ponder should be better at minimum because his receivers are better than last year. That's got to help. If he can't get them the ball, he's got to go. Obviously, we all know that. Uh, So, yeah, Jerome Simpson, or excuse me, yeah, no. Greg Jennings, number one. I think the, well, coming in, a lot of people view Jerome Simpson as that number two receiver, which... Whatever. You know, I, I doubt it. I don't believe that personally. I think he's a 3-4 or, or a cut type of guy. He just might get cut. He probably won't, but maybe. If a guy like Adam Thielen and if guys like Adam Thielen and Joe Webb blow up, <laughs> Jerome Simpson could be out of here. I, I wouldn't be all too surprised if that were to happen. Honest to God. Uh, Joe Webb. I think Joe Webb makes the team as a wide receiver. <laughs> I do. Uh, Jarius Wright is the third guy, and I love him. <laughs> I love Jarius Wright. He is a true slot receiver. He is the he is the slot receiver for this team. There's no doubt about it. There, uh, Greg Jennings can play slot because he's kind of in between at five eleven. He could be slot and wide. He's very valuable. Jarius Wright is five ten, and you can go deep to Jarius Wright, which you could not really do with Percy except up the middle. You can go deep with Jarius person you could only go deep up the middle and that's it not not wide um is right though very very excited about him long term Joe Webb obviously very large 6 foot 4 one of the taller receivers on the roster actually that Rodney Smith is a beast 6 foot 6 but is he just big and that's it mm, probably <laughs> I'm so mean uh oh, sorry about that um but as of right now, you look at Jarius Wright as the number three guy. I think the number two receiver, without a doubt. Um, they probably aren't slotting him as that right away out of the gate, but I think he's going to be number two and number one, ultimately. Cordell Patterson, hello. He is an absolute specimen. And his ceiling is <laughs> in... <laughs> his ceiling is in the thermosphere, ladies and gentlemen, right now. I mean, this guy... It, If all goes well, (laughs) Correo Patterson will go down as one of the great receivers in Viking history. If all goes well. Obviously, it's an early early start, and pardon me for being a little bit too excited right there, but he has a chance to be an absolute superstar in this league. He has a chance. I said that. I didn't say he will be. I said he has a chance. I hope he is. (sighs) He's very versatile. Just everything, you put all the... the potential together with this young man. And my goodness. My goodness. I, I really hope it works out. I mean, I really hope <laughs> it, it works out. It's the way he can explode and change directions that has people in awe. There, There isn't a soul coming out of training camp that doesn't tell you, this Cordero Patterson is a stud. Is an absolute stud. And he's he's... You'd think he's this lanky guy like Randy Moss. He's huge. Huge, folks. He's Like I said, he is a specimen. He runs as if he's lanky. The speed is there. The strength is with the speed. The flexibility is with the, the strength. That's a good combination. I mean, Adrian Peterson is one of those kind of guys. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, Cordero Patterson. Well, well, well. Mm, wouldn't that be something? Oh, my, 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 that could be a pretty good deal there. Okay, sorry, I was imitating an old detective there. I couldn't help it. But, um, my, 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 you're the wide receiver I've been looking for, aren't you? (laughs) Joe Kenda there, I was just imitating that guy, ID Channel, but, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like Cordell Patterson, and uh, I'm I'm just a little bit excited about him just a little bit just trying to restrain my excitement a little bit here <laughs> uh wide receiver looks good for the Minnesota Vikings folks uh, it, it's it's a really nice feeling Greg Jennings, Cordell Patterson right right away colossal upgrades over last year and uh, yes Percy Harvin was a wide receiver well he wasn't a wide receiver he was a slot receiver but you get the idea he was on the roster he's no longer here but you bring in both of those guys they're great and Jarius Wright, I think, can be a very valuable slot receiver in this league. So there's three guys right there that that are good. Good. Jerome Simpson's a wild card on occasion. He can he he shows signs of being a legit receiver in this league. So that's four Pata, possibly right there, and five is Joe Webb, possibly, or it's Burton, or it's uh, Adam Thielen. That's seven guys, so obviously not all three of those guys are going to make it. Unfortunately, uh, will six be on the roster, or will five be on the roster? I right now I'm leaning towards six, and I got to think it's Joe Webb and uh, Stephen Burton right now, but we'll see. It's go get him, Adam Thielen. You know, good luck. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm I like Stephen Burton though. He's 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 a he's he's a factor. He's an NFL player, in my humble opinion, and if he doesn't make this suddenly deep roster at wide receiver that is. Uh he'll probably catch on somewhere else, I gotta think. But I think Joe Webb should be should be on the NFL active roster on Sundays at wide receiver. I do. At wide receiver, not a quarterback, whatever. <laughs> um we'll see though. We'll see. Maybe maybe he just maybe he's just not up to the challenge, but Let's let's watch some preseason games with him as a wide receiver here. Let's let's see a little bit of uh, let's see it a little bit first. But that's just my early, on paper opinion, right there. Uh, that's my six guys right there. Greg Jen- Jennings number number one, Cordero, number two, right three. Uh, Jerome Simpson four though. I wouldn't mind if he got cut and got replaced by one of these other guys. Web five, Burton six. We'll see. And of course, there's the other guy who right now is. Uh, on the reserve, injured reserve, physically unable to perform list the PUP, and this is another guy that I'm forgetting too here. Well, unfortunately, he it was forgotten. He you know he was forgotten last year because of what happened, uh, like very early in, in training camp. Was it the first or second day? Greg Childs went up for a jump ball, touchdown, caught the ball, and tore both uh, patellas. <laughs> yep, one in each knee, of course. Yeah, both knees. Went down in a heap. Greg Childs, both patellas tore. Six uh, foot three, two seventeen, out of Arkansas. Lots of talent. Obviously a teammate of Jarius Wright. He's he's the wild card out of the group there. Maybe you cut Jerome Simpson for Greg Childs. Maybe. Maybe Joe Webb is just not up not to, not up to it and gets cut and sent to the practice squad or catches on somewhere else. Maybe Burden's just not that big of a deal and gets cut whatever. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. Or maybe Greg Childs just rots on on the injured reserve all year, or who knows. But uh, Greg Childs has been working his butt off to come back in this league. Um, Come back and hopefully do something. Obviously, it's just a huge wild card. Can he stay healthy? Is he 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 like a Greg Odin (laughs) is in the NBA? Where it's like, hey, we get three games out of him, and he's out for the rest of the year. So that could obviously be his undoing long-term. We'll see, though. If he's able to come back from that injury, that'd be quite quite impressive. He came back from a, a similar injury in, in college, but it was one knee, not two. So that's the very damning part of that conversation right there. So Greg Childs, best of luck, my man. Best of luck. Go get him. I mean, that's a guy you want to root for. I've got to think. i got to think. Jerry's right though. <laughs> it's going to be nice to see him out there active on Sundays for 16 games instead of after Percy Harvin got hurt. I mean that that guy should have been on the active roster all year. But it was it was because I mean I got to think Percy Harvin is such a high maintenance SOB that that's why Jerry's Wright wasn't on the roster. And you know what everybody knew it on the active roster, excuse me. Everybody knew it. I mean, he was pissed off that the Vikings took him because, like, hey, what the hell? Why are you taking this slot receiver guy? I'm a slot receiver, and I'm the best slot receiver you in the world in the history of mankind. The history of football. You're taking Jarius Wright? Are you kidding me? This stiff out of Arkansas? Give me a break. Sit him down. Don't put him on the active roster, because if you do, I quit. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. Well, Jarius Wright's no stiff. <laughs> clearly he's an NFL player who deserves to be targeted frequently um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with all that okay I'm going crazy I'm, in, but I'm enjoying myself talking about this and I hope you guys are enjoying what I have to say here wide receiver clearly the most fascinating position going into uh, the preseason here I'm looking forward to it Houston Houston Texans Houston Texans baby but <laughs> uh, I already talked about the kickers. Anything else that I may have missed? Yep. Demarcus Love. Yeah, he's going to get suspended for four games. May possibly be cut. Unfortunately, he is a tackle. Another one of those kind of kind of late uh, draft picks that mm, hasn't done anything yet. But they obviously have had hung on to to this point the past couple of years to see what he can do in this league. Nothing yet. Not nothing going yet with for him. So. That's on him there. That's on him. Watch out with that performance-enhancing nonsense. We've been hearing about that all week, with a uh, without with a uh, with with, with a rod, Brian Braun, and blah 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 blah. It's, ugh. and of course Adrian Peterson mentioned that. Hey, you know we need to crack down on this HDH nonsense because a lot of players use it. So, Adrian, yeah. <laughs> With the way that guy has come back from ACLs and how unbelievably fit he is, Whew. I can understand why he would be frustrated as long as he's not a user as well, which I don't believe he is. Boy, uh, Adrian Peterson is proof you don't need PEDs or HGH or any of that stuff to be a superstar in sports. Go get him, Adrian. Keep keep it up. Stay clean from that stuff. Go go out there and get and break. Uh, go out and break Eric Dickerson's record. Most people will tell you that's probably not going to happen because there's a lot lot more of a receiving threat on this team now. There's going to be a lot more uh, targets for the wide receivers. They're they're going to be targeted more often. So that will take carries away from Adrian, most likely. But who knows? He said, well, maybe I'll reach my goal with longer runs. (laughs) Hopefully, hey man, go out and break 65 yards, 70 yards, a la 2007. That was a lot of fun. 2007 was a fun year. He just ran right through people and was gone. Man, he had a lot of those long runs against those San Diego Chargers. I still remember that. The greatest game, greatest single game of all time as a rookie. (laughs) (laughs) He almost had the greatest season of all time as a running back last year. Almost. Man, man, man. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this preseason. We'll be back. It'll kind of be an ongoing position-by-position thing, but it won't be as, like, you know, position-by-position all the time the whole show like this one was. But uh, it's just, you know, it's getting you prepared for the season here, getting you prepared for preseason, what's going on, who's doing what, and all that good stuff. So we shall return. Hopefully there's some good news (laughs) coming out of this preseason game. Certain guys that... um, intrigue us, we'll not disappoint. It's going to be really fun to watch that wide receiver, isn't it? And it's going to be very intriguing to see how the quarterback the quarterback's quarterbacks uh, look going in, especially obviously the main guy, Christian Bonder. And obviously we're going to keep an eye on McClybeth, Thompson, Jason James, at Vanderburg. Eh, I doubt it, but who knows? Whatever. Uh, enough of my rambling. Please do like the Facebook page. Please do follow the Twitter at Purple Mafia Show. The phone lines are 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine which show you're calling into, which is, of course, the Purple Mafia Show or Purple Mafia. <laughs> All that good stuff. Remember to check out the sports Don't be afraid to also check out TSS on Facebook, which is like a kind of like a new message board. <laughs> we used to have message boards on the sports but now uh, it's just called TSS on Facebook. So do look that up and don't be afraid to join that and interact with Dylan Richardson. Of course, you can do that on my Facebook page as well, the Purple Mafia Show Facebook page and all that good stuff. So also, by the way, final thing, <laughs> do me a favor, guys. If you like the show, tell a friend, please tell a friend <laughs> or two. <laughs> also, another thing out there if you could rate purple mafia on iTunes if you really really truly like the show give it a nice rating uh, if you know if you want to leave a review you can still give a nice rating and if you don't want to leave a review you don't have to so it's up to you about the review part but you know it only takes a couple seconds to get on there and leave, at least leave a rating if you could four or five stars whatever if you could so only helps the show guys only helps the show. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back for episode 142, probably within a week or two, where we're going to talk about uh, a lot of the same stuff. Hopefully better news than bad news. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, for goodness sakes guys out there, and the Minnesota Vikings stay healthy, please. Alright, take care everybody. We'll be back soon.